soldiers. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You want to fight? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome to the Sucker Punch Podcast. New and improved. We are back. We are new and improved. Well, we're not, we're not new at all, and um, nor we are we improved. But we are back, and we're going to break down Fight Island. I know we watched the Peter Yan and Jay, uh, Jimmy Rivera fight. Yeah. And I don't see the big hype on Peter Yan, man. I just don't no, know. No, I mean, I think, yeah, he's a good striker and everything, but people make him seem, and I think, you know, if he beats Jose Aldo, that's going to be good, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, you beat Jose Aldo now, you know? Yeah. You're not beating, you know, prime Jose Aldo. Um, but I thought he lost the Jimmy. Honestly, I thought he barely won the Jimmy Rivera fight, and I think Jimmy lost that fight more than Peter won it. You right. know what I mean? Like no, no, exactly. he made more mistakes to lose the fight than Peter did things right to win it. You know, and uh, I mean, I'm I couldn't. I still, with all that said, I couldn't tell you exactly who's gonna win this one. But I'm rooting right. for Jose. Yeah. So I mean, if you look at if you look at Jan's record, I mean, it's not really. A who's who, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's he beat John Dodson, which I mean, no easy feat. He's a good fighter, moves well. You know, like you said with with uh Jimmy Rivera, you know, he inked it out, but he didn't wasn't like a well, it was unanimous, but was it dominant, you know? Like it wasn't uh it wasn't something like you'd be like, Oh shit, man, I remember that guy from the Jimmy Rivera fight. It wasn't yeah. one of those. And and that and was then, probably the biggest name he fought besides Dodson. Yeah, and then he fought Uriah Faber and knocked him out. But once again, you could say the same thing about Faber as you do, uh, you know, Jose Aldo coming into this. Jose Aldo. Yeah. And of all the times I'm recording, there's a freaking I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a ice cream truck that's never once come into my neighborhood. It just <laughs> happens to pull up right in front of my house. <laughs> no, actually, I don't hear it. I hear this static okay. here, so hopefully, I can drown those out. But yeah, I mean, he yeah. doesn't. He he. To me, like you look at his resume, and it just it's like okay. But they really, you know, and he's a great striker. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's just not. Uh, he he doesn't get me that excited, and not enough to be like even happy for him if he beats Jose Aldo. You know what I mean? 
right. when you see that up and comer who's doing great, and you're like, dang, he's fighting one of my all, what a one of the all time greatest fighters. I mean, he's definitely up there. He's the greatest of uh, bantamweight division. Or which one was he? Because I know he moved down, right? Did he move back up? Who was that? Uh, Jose Aldo. He went from bantamweight um, or featherweight to bantamweight or bantam to feather. Yeah, feather, featherweight to bantamweight. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's probably the greatest featherweight ever. Yeah. You know, so I'm not like, oh man, you know, if Peter does this, you know, it, it's really gonna. I don't care. I don't care. Not, you know, he just doesn't. He doesn't excite me. Yeah. He's not that big of a deal. A lot of people hype him up, and I, I just. He's not. I guess you could say even if he beats Jose Aldo, he's not the next Jose Aldo. Yeah. He's not. That's not it. Yeah. It's just not who this fighter is. But we're talking about him as if he's already beaten Jose Aldo, which... No, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely in my head, I feel like, you know, I think Jose definitely can do it. And if he looks like old Jose, the only thing is when you say, oh, if he looks like the old Jose, he could pretty much beat anybody except... That, that's what happens to all fighters. It's not even the fact that in your prime you were able to beat all these people. It's that in your prime people hadn't figured you out yet. Right. And, and it just seems like once people figure you out, like it's easier for the next person to figure you out. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it just seems like, like Matt, to the next one, like Max Holloway. It's like he lost that first fight. And then it was almost like people don't have to be afraid of him anymore. Yeah. You know, so they can exactly. just... Exactly. A lot of it's psychological, just yeah. like it was with, uh, I think, McGregor, because he talked so much crap. Yeah. He came in, he, he had some success saying, this is what I'm going to do to him, and then he'd make that happen. And then now that he's beat, you know, Nate Diaz showed he could be beat, and like, you know, it kind of, he's tarnished now. You know, like there's, and then uh, Nurmega Madoff made it look easy, you know, it's like, you could be, you could have been the greatest of all time if you would have sharpened up your wrestling, but I doubt he has. But enough about McGregor. Let's go back to what you you were saying about Jose. He's only 33, man. Jose Aldo is only 33. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Have you ever seen his documentary, like his movie? No. Me neither. (laughs) <laughs> I want. I, I've always wanted to see. It. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I have. I What's have funny is like I've, I've seen uh, Dustin Poirier's oh, really? documentary. I watched that. It was good. That dude's a beast, dude. I didn't. Even, I didn't even know that Jose Aldo was had a documentary. I've watched, of course, uh, uh, Anderson Silva's. But I don't really. He actually has a movie. Like it's not a documentary. It's. Like there's an actor, it's a his story, his life story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, but uh, I have to look it up. But I've heard good things about it. I saw Anderson Silva's. I never saw Conor McGregor's, just because he just God, he's so annoying. But uh, I I can't remember if I watched Conor McGregor's or not. Dustin Poirier's was good, man. I can't remember what it was called, but it it was good. He's bad, dude. That that fight against uh, Hooker oh, was man. good. I thought, yeah. I thought he was gonna lose that uh, decision, 
but I, I also thought it was one of those fights, and I never did a podcast for that one, but it was one of those fights like there was a couple of rounds where Dan Hooker could have stolen that round, which I hate when people say, oh, he stole that round, and I, I hate the idea. I understand how people steal rounds. I understand how that happens, but I hate the idea. Like, I feel like we've all come to terms with, like, it's okay, and that is a strategy. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I could I could lose four minutes and then whoop ass for a minute and win a round. That would, I, I would agree with that tactic if... For four minutes, you were defending well, not taking a lot of punishment, and then in 60 seconds, you destroy him because he's a little tired, and you finish him. But you can't win five rounds like that. You can't win a decision by getting your ass beat and doing not much except evading, uh, you know, the the only... you You would have to, like, literally be like Willie Pep in boxing where and, and uh, Mayweather where you're like barely even getting touched for four minutes. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's winning by like literally just evasive tactics and the person isn't even touching you. And then you, you know, you hit them at will for a minute straight. But other than that, I, I don't like the whole stealing rounds stuff. But, um, yeah. so there's... What do you think would happen uh, if uh, Poirier... Made the big money fight and decided to McGregor. fight McGregor the second time. Um, I mean, it's so hard to count McGregor out of any striking match. I I think, um, right. you know, you see Poirier uh, get into a striking match with Dan Hooker, and then he did that with um, uh, Gaethje, and he did it with Max Holloway, and it's hard to imagine. McGregor hitting much harder than Gaethje or Holloway or Dan yeah. Hooker. But I just feel like if there's one thing that McGregor has, it's just that little bit. You know what I mean? It's right. he he has that little extra snap or whatever power in his punches that that would be the the tail, you know, of the mm-hmm. fight. But um yeah, sure. I with with that said like when he fought, um, when he fought Max Holloway, I called. I, I was like, "Dude, do not be surprised if uh, Justin uh, Dustin Poirier wins this fight." And he was like, "It was crazy." I was, I was saying, "Don't be surprised," but it was how he beat Max Holloway that was surprising. And then the same, yeah. th- you know, it's just crazy. It was crazy. And then Justin Gaethje versus. Um, uh, um, Ferguson I said the same thing I was like you know you you know that like you you're in your head you're like well you know Ferguson's gonna win this fight the dude's a monster and he's on a freaking crazy tear but I was like but do not be surprised man this guy's like he's he's no slouch and it was surprising the the fashion in which he beat him it was crazy right that was crazy. So I don't know, man. I think Dustin Poirier can can beat McGregor. I will not be surprised at all. I just if he has a fight like that, like the Max Holloway fight, if his fights like J- Gaethje fight, if it's like you know. But then you think like, man, Gaethje hits hard, dude. Yeah. yeah. So if he could take it from Gaethje and them, but again, there's a different story, man. Some people. 
you get hit real hard and you're like, man, I, I took that well. And then somebody else hits you and you're like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't want none of it. Do you think Max is going to be able to even the, yeah. uh, even the score? This is, the, this is one of the ones that I'm saying is like, it's just one of those that they've already fought, right? Mm-hmm. They fought to decision. So I kind of feel like it's just going to be the same. Yeah. It just depends on it. Just depends on the Max Holloway that shows up. You yeah. know, is it is it going to be the Max Holloway that is champ champ minded? You know what I mean? Or or who's going to show up? And I feel like it's just going to be more the same, man. This guy is on a eight win streak in the UFC. You know? Yeah. What? How do you pronounce his last name? Volkanovsky, I think. I think I did a good job on that one. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was, I guess we should good. just call him Alexander. That's yeah. easier for us. But, but, um, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man, but this guy's a beast, and I think he improves every time he steps into the octagon. Yeah. So. I think, you know, Max is a good enough fighter, and he's a champion that he could, he could pull it off. I think he can. Hold up one second. Hey, get out of here. My husky will bark and destroy this podcast. Cut it out, Coco. Coco! Oh, that just excited her. That was the bad ta- tactic. Now, I think that Max Holloway, I, I think that he could definitely even the score in the sense of, well, it was, it was kind of one-sided. It was a striking match, and it just seemed like Alexander had his timing. And that's all you have to do. You know, like I would kind of go in this mindset of like, yo, man, he just timed you. He timed you, and you couldn't get you couldn't get rhythm. You need to get rhythm this time, and he's going to find the timing because look at it. He's a smaller, shorter fighter, so what he needs to do is bait you in. He needs to counter strike you and and beat you off of that. So now he's looking to counter off your counters. So it's going to be a very hesitant, like you know, this whole fainting thing is going to have to. There's there's going to be a feeling out period the first round or two is probably going to be boring it might be five rounds of boring and i'd rather it be a five round boring fight if i was max holloway where we're both so hesitant but i find my timing and rhythm just enough to land the strikes i need just to win the round and i think if he approaches it in those those ways i mean think about when you saw if you're him watching the tape of yourself just being timed i bet you there's a sense of, damn it, man, if I would have just done this, if I could have just done that, if I would have just, because I think at a certain point when you really start getting timed, the worst thing you do is you become frustrated and anxious and you start moving with, with like, man, I got to get you back because I'm losing a round. And that just makes you fall deeper into that trap. So if he could stay a little more, like you lose your composure is, I guess, the words. You know, if he could stay yeah. a little more composed and, and relaxed. Um, he could pull it off, you know what I mean. I think I, you know. I think he could balance it out at least, even the score and make this a good trilogy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that. Those two, the that fight, and then the main event, man, is what made me decide that I'm definitely buying it. You know, buying the fights. Yeah, man. So, are you having those like at your house? Like, are you? Yeah, just at my house. Yeah. I need to see these fights, man. 
Well, that brings us to the number one. So anyway, who you you think it's Alexander? I, I think so. I think he's going to edge it out again. I would love, like you were saying, I'd love for I'd love to see Max Holloway go back, watch the tape, get with his coaches, and say, "Look, this is what we need to do. Find that timing, find that rhythm, find you know, find the Max Holloway that everybody loves, and come in there and just destroy this guy." But we'll see, man. That's that's a hard one to call, you know. Yeah. I think that I think Alexander gets a little bit better each time he gets in there too. Plus, he's a Russian. And they fight till they die. So, and then um, Jose Aldo, Peter Jan. Uh, man, I'm gonna go with the old time favorite with Jose. Yeah, I'm gonna call uh, Jose Aldo. I think Max Holloway evens the score by making some adjustments and using his range better because the guy's a small guy, um, but he's a badass. You know what I mean? Right. So I think Max Holloway slaps himself in the face. You know, every morning going, you stupid idiot, use your freaking range like a G and like you always have and do it. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to say they're the same fighter, but I would compare him to Jose Aldo. You know, you you controlled Jose Aldo with distance, control this guy with distance and range, which brings us to the main event, the main event. And it's a crazy one. We had a fight set up between. Usman and uh, a Brazilian guy with the widest name. What's his name? Uh, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. You would never think. <laughs> how the heck is that? How? Right. I thought, uh, how is Gilbert Burns a uh, Brazilian? And now, by way of Fortaleza, Brazil, <laughs> Gilbert Burns. Burns. Yeah. Burns. Yeah, I thought he was on the riding team for uh, Pineapple Express. Hey-oh. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, he got, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine. But he has uh, COVID-19. And Jorge Masvidal steps in. And Jorge was taking a lot of, um, I guess, a little bit of backlash for not getting taking this fight sooner. Right, he wasn't right. taking this fight sooner because he wanted the money and everything, and people were a little annoyed by that. And like, just take the fight. Who do you think you are? You don't. Your resume and his resume isn't amazing. I think it's been pretty damn good in his last about four fights. Have been pretty badass, um, and he's done well. Um, but again, it was just his last four fights. How do you think this fight is going to go? Especially that what is it? Six days notice. Yeah. So I read something that Dustin Poirier wrote, and he, you know, they're him and uh, Masvidal are are training mates. Yeah. Um, what? Where? Who are they? American Thompson, right? Right. Out of Florida. So he said that Jorge never stopped training. He said he was there for Dustin's entire camp. He said that they were calling in wrestlers, you know, and yeah. for Jorge to, you know, to get in wrestling rounds with, and that the guys and he's in shape. You know, but psychologically, right, there's a difference between staying in shape and even training as if you have a fight right. and there, and training for an actual fight. Like, damn, I have a fight. I need to train for this versus I don't have a fight. Right. Like you're so, training to train. You're not training right. to kill. Right, right. Right. So, but I don't think, I mean, you're, we're talking about a guy that would step into people's backyards. Right. Exactly. But, you know, so I don't think he ever 
loses that fighter mentality. He's like Cowboy. He's like, uh, well, Cowboy's the only good example. That, or Chuck Liddell. You know, he's, these guys that are just, they came out of their mother's womb and they strapped on gloves and they were ready to go. You know? yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, he's got a lot of trouble with Usman. And yeah. that Usman continues to move forward. He's got the shot. He's got the takedown abilities. He's he is everything that we wish Diego Sanchez like played out to be, right? right he's right. got better technique, um, not than Masvidal, but he's got, you know, I'm comparing him to Diego Sanchez. He's got better technique than Sanchez. He never stops moving forward. He's got power. He's bigger than Masvidal. However, I think technique is the great equalizer, and if I had to say who had the better technique, I'm going to say Masvidal, okay? In what aspect? In striking. In striking. But, I mean, shoot, he... Michael Chiesa, who's no slouch on the ground, he got him in a dark choke, right? Yeah. So, he got him in several, like, dominant positions. Yeah, so, I was... If you look at, um... Uh... Usman's record, right? He's got one, two, three, four, five, six uh, fight win streak, Right? Or maybe even more, but I'm looking at his last six fights. Let's look at his last six fights. From 2017 to 19, he's had six fights. Okay? Um, he fought three times in 2018. And he's fought he fought twice last year. It was against um, Morales, who I wouldn't consider a great striker or wrestler. But I'm not saying he's a piece of shit. I'm just saying, you know... He he's he is a fighter and he lost to Usman. Then you got Meek. Um, I'm not sure what his like strong point is, but he's definitely not gonna be put up there as this elite striker. Maybe he you know I don't know. Maybe he's he's got some great striking going on. And then you got the last four fighters. You got Damian Maya, Junior Dos Anjos, Ty- Tyrone Woodley, and Colby Covington. Out of all those guys, I would say probably the best striker out of them, and I hate to admit it, is probably Covington. And yeah. and that is saying absolutely nothing. My point being, right. all the people he's in his last six fights, you you might say that Morales and Meek are the ones that might have, because I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even give you an opinion on their striking skills. But I could give you an opinion on all all these other guys they are not great strikers they're not elite strikers they're great mma they're great mixed martial artists right damian maya is a great mixed martial he is the best brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner in ufc probably history right but he is a horrible striker and he lost a decision then you have junior dos anos which is a great uh striker slash um uh you know, um, grappler, I mean, sorry, a great grappler slash striker. So he's more of like, um, you know, doing, uh, kind of what Namaga Madoff does. He's not really a great striker. He just uses the ground and pound and he mixes it up really well. Same thing with, with Tyrone Woodley mixing it up. Then you got Colby Covington, which is he really a great striker? He just got a lot of volume. He's he's going to keep pushing forward. Yes, someone could say, well, he beat um, Robbie Lawler. And, and I'm not taking away that win, but something 
was up with Robbie Lawler that fight. I don't know if he broke his yeah. hands or whatever, but it just it wasn't the Robbie Lawler because I, I I can't imagine Robbie Lawler losing any kind of striking or boxing match with Colby Covington, but he definitely did. So there's that one question mark, and that's why I say he's probably the best striker. Now out of all of those guys, if it's a striking match, I think Jorge Masvidal destroys all of them in a striking match, all of them. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. I still think that Usman wins this fight, but I'm not going to be surprised if he gets knocked the fuck out. Like, I will not be surprised if this dude just gets slept hard. I could just see it. So, if you just look at, um, like, if we look at the last three fights, what is it, one, two, three, four, five fights that Usman's been in, four, four out of those five have been decisions, right? Yeah. But if you look at Masvidal's last three that he won, KO, KO, TKO, you know? Yeah. And against, and you know, the people he KO'd were good strikers. I mean, he KO'd, KO'd, um, maybe not all of them, but he KO'd, uh, what's the British? Darren Till. Yeah, Darren Till. Um, He's one of my favorites. I love watching that video. He did lose. Flying knee. Yeah, flying knee. On, uh, yeah, and then he outstruck um, Diaz. And the only, you know, the only thing I would say on that is like Diaz had been gone for a while, and he never really he ne- never let him get his rhythm and everything. Which I think if he does that, if he could not let Diaz get his rhythm, I mean, if he doesn't let Usman get his rhythm, you know, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? But you know, Usman, like I said, I it's more like uh, you know. DC said it best. He was like, you know, uh, Masvidal has put himself in a no-lose situation. You know, if he wins this fight, it's going to be spectacular. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, you did it on six days' notice. And if he loses this fight, he'll be like, well, he did it on six days' notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's no, yeah. there's really no way to truly tarnish his name. The only way it looks bad for him is if he gets, like, knocked out in the first, like, you know, like, Ben Askren did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. God, looking at Ben Askren's face in these little... <laughs> it's it's hard. What's funny is he looks like a... If you look at him in the face, he looks like what you would think a Greek sculpture should look like. And right. then you look at in his face. body and it's yeah. <laughs> Right, in the face. Which is weird because he's such a... He was such a high-level guy and it's like he... When he didn't... When he like got out of whatever what was it one FC or something, yeah, he just he did what I did for the last six months, just let his body go to shit. <laughs> he just <laughs> didn't care. I was hanging out with my nephew and one of his friends, and uh, my nephew's like in really good shape, and his friends in like better shape, and we're like walking down with our inner tubes because we went tubing. And I go, this is like the evolution of the dad bod. Because it's like his really good in-shape friend, then him, then me. And I was like, they almost cried laughing so hard. I was like, okay, you didn't have to laugh that hard at my degenerative condition. So, okay, so that was now this is what surprises me because I was on board with you because you're talking about this mom beating Damian Maya. And then you said Jorge... Definitely outstrike them, but one of his losses was to, to Damian Maya. Maya. But that was that sh- that you know it was that jujitsu. Yeah, 
So, you know, it yeah. was a decision. You know what I mean? He didn't get, he didn't get, okay, let's, let's, now let's analyze that. So, yeah, no, Damian didn't outstrike him, but he didn't, right. he didn't get submitted by Damian Maya. And that is a exactly. huge deal, man. That's a huge deal. So, if you're getting out wrestled, yeah. because you can't get outworked by Damian Maya in any other way, especially than by being out grappled. And if you are getting out grappled by, uh, I mean, he is the elite of the elite when it comes to MMA jujitsu. And you yeah. don't get choked out or finished. That, uh, that's a fa- feather in your hat, man. I know that sounds sure. weird, but it's definitely a feather in your hat. Like you, you can say, dude, I had Damian Maya on my back for like three rounds and uh, he couldn't put me to sleep. So, you know, I'm getting better at jujitsu. <laughs> Yeah. It really yeah. works that way, though. It really does. No, I mean, for sure. So, we'll see. I mean, of course, I do think that, you know, my final calls are Rose. She just got to do what she got to do. I mean, I'm a little, I think it's kind of a 50-50 on Jose Aldo, Peter Yarn. I don't think uh, Peter is at, at all, like, like, I'm sure people are thinking this, and we'll find out on Saturday, but I don't think he's, like, an overwhelming you know, favorite, in my opinion. You know, he might be in the odds makers, but I don't think he's, like, so much better that, you know, we got to count Jose out. I'm rooting for Jose. I think Jose can beat him. I think Max Holloway evens the score, and I think Usman does take it, but I will not be surprised if Jorge makes him look bad at all. Yeah. So I'm pretty much in line with you there. I don't care who wins Vance Ant, Rivas, I'm going to call Rose, Jose, I'm, you know, I'm sticking with Alexander. I, I have a feeling he's going to win, but that's all it is. It's a feeling, so I wouldn't bet on that. You know what I mean? But when it comes to the Usman Masvidal fight, I am definitely going for Masvidal, but I'm calling Usman. He's going to, he's got the speed and the power, and he's got the belt, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with him as, as staying the champ. But, I mean, I can easily see an upset happening the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I do. Uh, if, if there's anybody that's going to expose the Nigerian nightmare, it is Masvidal. You know what I mean? If anybody can do it, it's this guy. I mean, I, I think easily, like, not easily, but I think. I just think it's one of those things, like, especially if Usman is a little overconfident or anything, like, it's it's not surprising at all to me if Jorge wins this. And if he does win it, he's winning it by knockout. He's winning it by yeah. knockout. And it could be, um, you know, straight left. It could be a knee. It could be whatever. But I will not be surprised. I won't be surprised if you see a flying knee rock him. Like, not necessarily right. running across, but you know, we know this. You, I will assume that Jorge's going to win exchanges, so mm. Usman's going to try and take it to the ground. If that yeah. is a fact, then don't be surprised if uppercuts or knees are, um, are landed in that moment. And I think what Jorge we, has... What's up? I was going to say what, what Usman does good is that, or what he does well, sorry... Um, 
is he sets up his takedowns really well with, with his striking, right? Yeah. And but what I've seen him not do so well in those moments is he gets a little flat-footed, you know, and he will he'll still be coming forward trying to exchange, but I guarantee you Jorge is the better boxer, you know. So if he gets too flat-footed in some of these exchanges, Jorge's going to have a field day with that, you know. <clears throat> yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, it, you know, some people, a friend of mine, you know, he doesn't put a lot of stock in his ability. And I, I would have, you know, it's hard to disagree when you look at his resume and stuff like that. But I think it's, I think it's like, um, you know, Jorge might have fell into one of those categories where they kind of put him in that journeyman category for no real reason because maybe he lost to this guy or that guy. And then, um, you know, they said, okay, well, let's give him to uh, Askren so we could, you know, build up Askren to get him into a, a, and he ended up knocking Askren out. Um, but before that, he also beat um, Cowboy, and he beat wasn't Askren was before Till, right? Yeah. No, after. Went Darren so. Let me see. Let me see. And then Askren. Yeah. So he he beat Darren Till, and then he beat Askren, and then he beat um, Nate Diaz. Hey. Yeah. And before yeah. that, he had he lost a decision, you know, to Thompson and Maya. And he beat Donald Cerrone with a TKO in second round. I think he's pretty big for that division. He seems big. Anyway, yeah. it's going to be pretty good, man. Going to be pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait. Cannot well, wait. Well, this is going to be the first fight on Fight Island, and uh, I'm kind of excited for it, but I am losing a little bit of that passion for, you know, I think, you know, 2020 is taken out of it. You know, there's no crowds. There's just not that, you know, people are not going to be able to do fights because they have, um, you know, COVID and, uh, yeah, it, it's just a weird time, man. And then, so are they going to, since they're doing it somewhere else, are they going to have a crowd? That's what I want to know. I, I don't think that was, Oh, really? That was the whole point of them going to Fight Island in the beginning. Is like, we, you're not going to let us put on events. Well, we're going to move to freaking Fight Island, and Dana's going to be his best James Bond villain that he can be. Yeah. It, it's so weird. 2020 is so weird, man. So weird. Like, the well, UFC, they... you know what they should do? Not just have Fight Island, but they should go with what uh, the Gracies wanted to do with the UFC at the beginning, which was... Actually, I don't even know if it was the Gracies. I think maybe it was the guy that, that bought, bought the event out um, after them. But he, they wanted to put like a moat around the octagon yeah, yeah. that had alligators in it. That's what they should do. Yeah. All right, listen. The house is getting crazy. My wife just walked in the house. Don't get off the phone, but that is the end of the show. And I let my dogs just bark us out. Thank you, people. Peace. Peace.